Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Pod Jerky. I am joined today by my lovely wife, Amy. Hello, everybody. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about a few things that you may believe or you may not believe. Uh, that's for you to decide, but uh, these are all actual things that happened. Uh, we're going to get into some of what happened in 2019 in our lives. Well, pretty much the whole past year that's been going on. Uh, we're going to get into some uh artists that we like to call con casters uh, we're gonna start talking about that a little bit and we'll just touch on a few things that have been going on in our lives and uh, it's just kind of unbelievable of some of the things that have happened over the past year year and a half so uh, without further ado I guess we'll just get right into it and you uh, want to start off with our 2019 uh, how that all started off is that we want to start with sure we can okay so 2019 was probably one of the worst years of our lives as a married couple together uh, we've now been married for nine years we just celebrated our ninth anniversary and we've been together for nine we years we made it yeah <laughs> We're, 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 we're getting close to 10. We're in the 10th year now. So we've officially been married for nine years. And 2019 was a pretty rough year. And I know we've gone over some of these things in other episodes, but we didn't go into too much detail on some of the things that actually happened. And uh, I guess we're going to start off with 2019 in January, what happened. Yeah. And we lost our golden first retriever fur baby yeah our first puppy that we had bought uh together as a couple we lost her at the age of eight i believe she was only eight going on nine yeah and you know that that dog was that was Everything. my buddy that was my buddy um we had a good uh, a special relationship the two of us and she was always there for everything uh she was there for an illness that i contracted i guess back <laughs> the year we got the, married the year we got married um she was there for that uh you had gone out on a camping trip uh with some of your friends and ended up uh i, I ended up trying to get her to come up the stairs and I ended up falling down the stairs and I was unconscious at the bottom. Nobody was home. I wake up and she was sitting there uh, right beside me, uh, almost as a like comfort to me. And, you know, we we noticed over time with her that she had started to get, I guess, a little lump on her tail. Yep. Uh, and we didn't think anything of it, but she just, she was chewing and gnawing at it. And we just thought, you know, maybe it was a bite or maybe it was, um, I, I don't even know what we thought it was. And, and, and I think looking back on it now, we should have probably taken her in a little bit sooner, sooner to the vet, but we didn't. And, um, when we actually took her in, they said that it was a tumor mm -hmm. and it was something that hadn't spread. They run all these blood tests. They had run uh, a bunch of tests to see uh, if it had spread into the rest of her body and it had not. And they gave us the option of chopping off her tail, which we decided that we were going to do. So they ended up putting a cone on her head mm -hmm. and we brought her home from the vet. And, you know, we, we, uh, the way, we had it set up is because our little dog doesn't sleep in kennels she won't sleep in kennels we ended up letting them sleep on the main floor which uh was an everyday thing for us a nightly thing for us and it was the only way we got the little one to sleep yeah so they they would sleep on the main floor by themselves in the nighttime and we would go up and and go to bed 
And then one night we had gone up and I think it was you that heard. Yeah. Uh, it was like a mother's instinct, right? Like when you hear a baby cry, I heard Sadie throw up was what started it. And then she fell to the floor. Well, when um, I came down, um, I whipped her cone off and she was kind of like half laying on the floor with like her bum in the air and then eventually she just fell on her side and she was panting like crazy and she just she couldn't get up like she was just completely out of it and I remember running upstairs and grabbing my phone and like screaming at you that there was something wrong and you'll never see Tom move so fast as to something happening with his puppies so he came barreling down the stairs and I'm on the phone with the emergency vet and they asked me what color her gums were and when we lifted her jowls her gums were like a purpley red color and so they were very calm on the phone I have to admit um, and they said uh, bring her in right away and they stayed really calm with me they didn't I mean I think they knew what was happening based on what we were telling them but they certainly did not let on what was happening and so they told us to bring her in uh, right away. Yeah, and, and and I ended up, I was shaking so much, I couldn't even lift the dog then. You had to end up lifting her and putting her in the car. I was, I was <laughs> Adrenaline kicked in at yeah, that point because she was, was a 65 pound retriever. Yeah, and I was just shaking so much I couldn't get her. And then it was actually a, a winter storm that night and yeah. we ended up driving over to the emergency vet and you were driving at that time because yeah. I was just- Well, it was like what, almost one in the morning at that yeah, point. And and I ended up, you know, putting my hand on her while yeah. we were in the car. And and it's still hard to, to talk about this day. And I know it's just a dog to some of you people, but, but us, you know, they were <laughs> they were our kids. We've gone over episodes before where, you know, we, we can't have kids. Uh, we don't have any kids right now. Uh, we've gone through the whole fertility we process. four-legged furry brats who so these, you will these likely are, hear on this episode because they're beside us tonight. So they these are our kids. So I, I was just, uh, I, I just wasn't something I was expecting that night. And, you know, I had my hand on her in the car and you were driving and I felt her take her last breath yeah. and I didn't say anything in the car. Because I kept asking you, how you know, is she doing? How is she, is she okay? doing? Is, is she, she okay? okay? Is she okay? And, you know, it was just a matter of I, I couldn't say anything because we were driving in a winter storm and it was not okay for me to tell you that because I didn't, you know, want us to get into a car accident. Yeah. I was like, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. You parked the car. I don't think I've ever jumped out of a car that fast. And I was yelling. Um, I ran I was, in to get the nurse. And, and I was yelling like, Sadie, no, Sadie, no. You know, like it's, and, and, yeah, I'm, I'm tearing up a little bit too. Sorry. It, it was really hard awful? because, yeah, it was, it was an awful feeling. And, you know, we brought her in, we ran inside with her and uh, carried her into one of the rooms and they did the check on her and they said she's gone. And that was, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think, you know, we've both grown up with dogs. So this yeah. isn't, like a dog passing away is not new to us. I think the hardest part about Sadie's passing was it was unexpected because we didn't know. We didn't know she was sick. No, we didn't. And, you know, obviously now it's been, um, I guess, almost two years since she's left us. But she, you know, we've done a lot of research since getting an, a new golden. And although we opted not to have the autopsy done, um, 
I think we both come to the conclusion that there's probably things that it was likely related to. And it certainly changed, I think, how we're treating Aspen um, just because it's breed specific. But, you know, she died of a heart attack and in all likelihood probably had an enlarged heart. And it's not really something you find out about unless you actually see symptoms or get her tested. And frankly, we just didn't know a lot. She was our first golden and, and we've definitely learned from her. But the hardest part definitely was the fact that it was so unexpected. You know, when you have to make the choice to euthanize an animal for the, for the betterment of their health and their quality of life, you kind of get closure because you've made a decision you have a chance to say goodbye and when they pass unexpectedly the way that she did it just stays with you like i don't i don't think you ever get over it yeah that that clearly as i ball my eyes out over here let me get a tissue yeah that was that was actually uh tough for us but that was just the beginning of 2019 for us Uh, and you know we we know a lot of people go through a lot we know a lot of people you know lose pets lose family members (laughs) You know, it, it, it's part of life. It, it does happen. And then... We've had y- an exceptionally y- challenging marriage. We Not have. from like a you and I getting along together <laughs> marriage, but a... A, a physical A lot of events yes, that have, yes. have led to a challenging marriage. Yeah. But I don't say that in a... Like not challenge in a bad way, but there's just been a lot yeah so we move into february of 2019 and 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 let's mention in january of 2019 i actually got hired full-time with my place of work after being a supply with uh the place that i was working at uh for six years so i got hired full-time in january of 2019 and within a month of being in the full-time spot i ended up in the hospital yeah and I don't remember any of the first two days. We've already had this discussion in in a, in a previous episode. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, I'll just give a brief description of what happened very quickly. Uh, I had the flu leading up to the event. I uh, ended up waking up in the hospital uh, two days after it actually happened. Come to find out that I had kidney failure. Nothing that we had been aware of leading up to it. Uh, we still don't know what the main cause was. There are theories out there of what it was, but um, this was just another hurdle that we had to go over in the beginning of 2019. If you and want the details, listen to the health episode. Yeah, that would be episode two, I believe, where I talk about my health and, and we go into detail into that episode. So um, it's actually something that was uh, very rough. It was very hard on my wife uh, to have to ha- uh, look after me, I guess. And, and just, you know, it was it was a challenging time. Well, we just, we at the time, I don't think, one, we weren't expecting it. And then two, we really didn't know what the long-term effects of what happened were going to lead to and whether or not there were going to be side effects that you would have for the rest of your life that we would deal with or whether this was just a symptom of that illness and then you would get better, right? So at the time in February, March, when when you were going through recovery, we really didn't know at that point how long recovery was going to be. Right. So we'll skip past that part because, uh, like we said, if you want to listen to exactly what happened, You can go back and listen to episode two, uh, where I talk about my health uh, scare and uh, what had gone on and and, uh, everything is in that episode. So a a month later is when my brother, um, and I know that it's kind of private information, 
but you know this is something that we need to talk about because this was just an ongoing thing that happened within the uh, first few months of 2019. Yeah. So we get a phone call and I'm still recovering uh, at home. I'm still recovering from my illness. And we get a phone call saying that my brother is in the hospital and that he tried to commit suicide. And he, he had his own personal issues and his own personal demons that he had to deal with. And, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was heartbreaking because anytime you hear that a family member was trying to kill themselves, it's, it's kind of rough. And, you know, we, we looked at it as, you know, was it a cry for help or was it like a, a legit thing that was happening? It got really scary because yeah. we got his notes that he left and that was hard yeah and i think um there's gonna be a lot of tears in this episode um i think we all knew your brother had been struggling um we actually had ended up having this we i think the christmas before all this happened we actually sat down um, with your parents and your your other brother and the family and, and said, you know, we, we think it's time that we need to step in and help because things aren't getting better. And I think everybody knew that we needed to do something, but I, you know, again, when you talk about mental illness and um, people that are, are struggling, there's still taboos, no matter how many Bellat talk days or, or mental health awareness days or months that there are, you know, there's still fear and there's still stigma. And I think part of the reason we're talking about it is the fact that, you know, we had to step up and, and actually have a conversation to say he needs help. And I think we tried, you know, we had done some research and then unfortunately... I think we're a day late and a dollar short. Yeah. And I think you getting sick when you did kind of pause some of that work that we were we were doing and you know obviously some of that focus shifted um into your recovery and you know i don't know what it was i mean your your brother came to the hospital and he made sure you were okay and he was texting and he was following up which you know you guys don't necessarily which is a, it have was a, a surprise to me because you don't you have know, the closest relationship but we're still family yeah you know and we still do each you know do anything for each other uh if we have to and you know it just it that was a shock that was a shock and it was it was really tough and and because i was still in recovery when we got the call i i instantly jumped out of bed and i shouldn't have and said you need to take me yeah and you said no you need to go back to bed we'll deal with it and i said get in a car and take me. Yeah. And we were there. We went. I pushed you in. We don't have the best of relationships, but I'm never going to leave him stranded. No. He's your brother. Do you need a Kleenex too? (laughs) So we don't want to go too personally into this, but I mean, that was... The third thing that had happened in three months. He's doing better. And just to it, let it, everybody the, the knows. story ends. <laughs> you know, my health has gotten a ton better. His health has gotten a ton better. Everybody so far that we've talked about has, you know, everything has been a lot better than it was. So yeah. it does have a happy ending to it. But I guess that was like the first three months of 
2019. So I guess the message really, I think that we learned from that one was don't fuck around with your health that and, and, and don't be afraid to talk about it. You know, I think we all had some form of fear or anxiety about what the reaction would be if we were to talk about it. You know, and to your point, we were, we were probably too late to coming to the table that it, it resulted in what it did. But I think there's definitely a lot more openness in the family now to talk about it. And I think we're a lot more conscious of, of looking out for each other a little bit differently than we were prior to it happening. So, you know, light at the end of the tunnel and definitely a lot of learning that came out of it. Unfortunate that it had to happen and that we, that he had to go through that. But again, there's recovery that's coming out of it, which is which is good, and that was what ultimately we wanted. I just we weren't hoping for the first part to happen, right? In order to get there, right? We're gonna take a quick break to show some love to another podcast. We know that there are a hundred podcasts out there, but you think you found your favorite, then you haven't because you need to head on over to the right buzz. We interview iconics, authors, brands, and so much more. We also have a free monthly magazine that you can download every month. So come on over to therightbuzz.co.uk. So we'll we'll move on from that, and I guess the rest of 2019 kind well, of was my recovery. And then September came around uh, for my family. Yep. And I get a call from my dad and my dad's one of these guys that's more like, you know, how's things going? How's work? Wants to catch up. You know, we talk about what's more going on in our lives and what's going on in their lives. And my dad called and said, uh, I've got some news, which when he says that is automatically followed by something bad because my dad's not the one to kind of sit down and have that serious conversation unless it's something serious. So my mom, um, she struggled with her health over the years. Um, You know, she is a diabetic and uh, found out later in life and, you know, that's had its own challenges um, through her later years. But I guess she had had a really hard time breathing. Like she was running out of her, out of breath really quickly. And so her doctor sent her to a cardiologist Um, And it turned out that my mom needed to have open heart surgery. Um, So her case was um, severe enough that they couldn't do some of the newer technique. And so she had to have a valve replacement done, although very common procedure um, for someone who is a diabetic and someone who is in their later years in life. My mom's in her 70s. There's definitely a lot of risk with that. So in October. And the other thing too is, is normally it can take anywhere between like three to six months to get in to see some of these specialists. But I guess my mom's case was so severe that they ended up scheduling her surgery within basically a month. And so middle of October, which is typically Canadian Thanksgiving, you know, there's my dad and I sitting in the hospital while my mom um, had to have open heart surgery. Yeah. So she's fine good news right she recovered it was a long recovery um given her age but um you know she's definitely definitely doing better but that kind of ended the sort of the the trauma that was kind of 2019 but it doesn't end there it doesn't end there no 2019 was a very challenging year uh it was a lot of heartache yeah but a lot of happiness too because 
a lot of good came out of it at the end of it because you know people got help people became healthier you know we 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 got a new puppy and and we understand a lot of people go through a lot of things we're going to take another break to help out another podcast every 73 seconds someone is sexually assaulted in the united states we are here to tell you you are not alone Blackbird, an advocacy podcast, tells the stories of victims and survivors of true crime with a focus on the support these survivors need. We provide information for those who have endured trauma and for those who love someone who has. Tune in every Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to hear these stories of hope, survival, and empowerment. No one should go through this alone. We believe you. That was Sarah from Blackbird, an advocacy podcast. Make sure you tune in and hit that subscribe button. Let's head into 2020. And we all know what happened in 2020. So March, (laughs) COVID hits us. We go into this whole lockdown. We're fine with it at first. You know, it was... Yeah, what's two weeks, guys? What's What's two weeks in lockdown? Massive panic buying. You can't get toilet paper. There's one bag of pasta on the shelf. Yeah, so, I mean, we're okay with it. And then we find out more and more, you know, it's going to be locked down for for even longer. This is a virus that's very dangerous. People are losing their jobs. You know, it it just shit hit the fan with it. But then in April... Yeah, um, right at the heat of it here... We were in, like, yeah, we were in phase one. We go in different phases here in Canada and uh, in Ontario. We were we were at a uh, phase one where everybody was in lockdown. You weren't supposed to be going and visiting anybody. With the exception of essential services. So grocery and pharmacy was right. basically the only thing that was open here. Right. So we, I, I had gone back upstairs to take a nap that morning. And, yeah. you know, my phone is ringing, but... I see it's my mom calling and, you know, when my mom's calling and I'm napping, I don't usually answer it because it's not usually super important um, because it's just like she wants to say hi and, you know, I'll call her back later in the day. But then I saw my brother calling right after and when both my family members are calling me trying to get a hold of me that early in the morning, something's wrong. So I answer Plus your brother's never up that early. Right. And I answer the phone and this is the message I get. Like, this is, I said, hello, and this is what my brother says. Did you talk to mom yet? And I said, no. He goes, you better call her, because... Dad had a heart attack. Dad just had a heart attack. And I said, what? And I said, is he okay? And he said, no. So... I just remember you. I ran down the stairs. I called my mom and I ran down the stairs and my mom was hysterical on the phone. And she didn't know what to do, but the paramedics were there by the time I had called her. And I went back and I listened to the message that she left in my voicemail and said that she didn't know what to do. And I'm usually the first one that she calls. We call Tom the responsible one in the family. And I I, I saved that message because it, it was just, you know, it was it was hard to hear, but... A reminder of how important family yeah. is. 
and come to find out that when uh, when it happened was my my dad was healthy. He nothing ever wrong. You know, he had he, his brother had a stroke, and around the same time you had yeah. your stuff going on. So he went and got checked out, and everything was okay. So he ended up getting tested. Everything was okay. So he thought everything was fine. And he went grocery shopping one morning. And luckily, my mom was home yeah. because he walked in the door and, like, you know, every usual other weekend, routine. usual yeah. routine, said, Hi, I'm home, and dropped to the floor. And my mom heard the thud and came running into the kitchen where he fell and he wasn't breathing. So they. She called 911 right away and they got her to perform CPR. And your mom is prone to injury, right? So yeah. for her to have performed CPR, one physically was hard on her. And I think the the reassuring thing is, is you know, she kept him alive yeah. until the paramedics were able to get there. And the paramedics actually had to do a... Uh, shock pa- uh, the shock paddles on him to get his heart back up. So officially, he went into cardiac arrest. He was in arrest. full cardiac arrest, so he was legally dead. Yeah. Um, but they got him back. They got a heartbeat. They got a pulse. They brought him into the ambulance, and because of COVID, we weren't allowed to go. We yeah. weren't allowed to go to the hospital. My mom couldn't even go with him because it was just the start of the whole COVID thing. So they were being cautious and they had brought him into the hospital and, you know, we took my mom and we brought her over to our house and she stayed here for two weeks. And it it was hard because we had to do all of our conversations on the phone with the doctor. We weren't able to be in the hospital talking to them. So it was a lot of anxiety waiting for a phone call from a nurse or waiting for a phone call from the doctor. And and each day we were listening to the, the doctors, they were, you know, they would tell us it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. And then we Well, they were... had him in um, an induced coma, a medically induced coma, um, because he was not breathing well on his own right. for the first few days. And his heart muscle was extremely damaged. So he needed to be... Basically, they were trying to calm his body down is kind of how I took it. So they had him in a medically induced coma, I think, for the first four or five days that he was in there. Well, and and then all the doctor's calls would be, you know, he's he's not doing well. He actually had another heart attack. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit. But because he was legally dead for it was 10 or 12 minutes or whatever it was well, we don't really know we, we don't really know but <laughs> lost we, track of time we would have thought between the time that he had fallen to the time the paramedics got there would have been right. 10 to 12 minutes they said because of the lack of oxygen to the brain he may be a vegetable when he comes out and his brain yeah. won't function and you know that's hard to hear because you know my dad was very in intelligent man yeah. sorry is a very intelligent man we're not saying was because he is still here and you know, it, it was just hard to hear that from the doctors. And then yeah. we got the phone call one... Well, and they can't one... do any testing while he's in the coma, right? So they, they really, for the first four or five days, really didn't know what his state would be and if he would wake up when they took him out of the coma. Right. So it was a lot of wait and see, which was probably 10 times harder because you couldn't be there with him. Right. And then we got the phone call from the doctor and and mind you, we always had it on speakerphone. So 
we could all hear it was myself and you and and my mom and while we were on the phone the doctor said that he was having a heart attack while we were on the phone with yeah. him uh and and you know my mom lost it and you know the doctor said, you know, it's actually a good thing that he's having a heart attack right now because we were able to pinpoint exactly what had happened. And they found the blockages and they were able to send him over to another hospital. So they had to transport him over to another hospital where he had to have, which is very common, an angioplasty. Uh, yeah. And he had, I believe it was three. It yep. was three clogged arteries at 99%. And this was never caught before uh, a couple months ago when he had his tests done. So within those uh, three months, something had happened. And it wasn't like he was a smoker. He wasn't a drinker. Uh, he didn't do anything that was yeah, unhealthy. You know, it was pretty <laughs> active. And it, it just it just happened. Yeah. And, you know, when he came out of the hospital, um, Stubborn know, man. they released him, they let him out. He was a little bit, I guess, here and there with his memory. But, you know, I, I, I don't know how, I, I don't know why, but his memory is back. Yeah. His sense of humor is back. His, you know, he, he pretty much knows everything that happened. And he's made a pretty much full recovery from that. Yep, and he's healthier now yeah. probably than he was. And the doctors have said, you know, like he doesn't have to worry about doing anything really. He's had his tests done uh, for follow-ups, and and we're just talking about April here. So we're talking May, June, July, August, mm -hmm. September. Five months later, you know, into he's October, made he's made a full recovery. So the 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 interesting part about when your dad came out of the hospital was, and I think I said this to him, the blessing and the curse about him being in the coma is that he felt nothing and he remembers nothing right the blessing being that he doesn't remember the curse being is that he doesn't know what his body went through he didn't feel it he didn't understand the pain he has no recollection or memory of it because of being in the coma and so he felt fine coming out of the hospital and you know after any heart attack recovery they basically tell you don't do anything for 30 days and your dad is a independent well, go-getter. No, no, my dad is an old school generation of I fuck this it. shit, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Because But he's also yeah. the the like the doer around the house, yeah. right? He he's he cooks, he cleans, he does the outside, you know, in partnership with your mom, but your dad still does a majority of that stuff and then all of a sudden to have to do nothing. And we literally meant nothing. Like the doctors were like, just chill. You can't go up for and the down the stairs. Days. Yeah, you can't go up and down the stairs. You're not driving, you're not going grocery can't shopping. Cut the lawn. Can't cut the lawn and that bothered him to no end because yeah. he was just bored out of his mind. But you know, I, I threatened my dad and said, you know, if you, if you really want to do all of this, I will come back there and I will stay there and you will not be doing anything. And you don't want me back in the house, do you? And he said, no. And I said, then you will listen to my mother or your wife. <laughs> And, and the doctor. You know, and the doctors, and you will do what you're told, or I'm coming to stay there and I will bring my suitcase. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he ended up, uh, I think he ended that conversation you know, a couple of times. Yeah. But he ended up listening for the most part, but I mean, he made a full recovery again, happy ending to the story. 
but of something that we had gone through and that that was really rough yeah. so that was pretty much our and this was in the heat of me being working from home yeah which i don't love and then you know your mom moving in Right. So just a, a change in routine. You know, she feels bad because, you know, she wants to help. She she's worried that she's taking advantage of our time. You're technically working from home and your day is kind of let's see what happens. If yeah. you if they need you, you're here. If they don't, then you're OK. But you're kind of on call yeah. during the day, depending on the day. And it, and it was never planned. And so, you know, just the and then the fact that you couldn't be there right you couldn't go and visit and that was the worst part that not being able to be there in the hospital um and, and you're see just your dad and like waiting and... on pins and needles for the yeah. phone to ring for the hospital to give you an update now i will say that the cardiac icu was wonderful the nurses were wonderful like if you want an update call um don't hesitate we'll we'll give you an update if we have one if we haven't talked to the doctor yet we'll let you know um, so I will say that the nursing staff at the hospital was phenomenal as far as being able to give us whatever information they could at the time that, that we tried. Yeah. So. So, so that was pretty much our, I guess, our first year and a year half, and a half <laughs> like the last year and a half. We're going to take one more break to help out another podcast. Hey, everyone. I am Nick. And I'm Russ. And if you're looking for a podcast about current events that's well-informed, highly educated, and safe to share with your whole family, that's not us. Nope, it's not. But here at the Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything podcast, we have an opinion about everything and don't mind sharing it. That we do. New episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Check us out at nickandrust.com. And find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more, including YouTube. Thank you, and I love you all. Mwah! That was Nick and Russ from Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything. Make sure you tune in and hit that subscribe button. When we started this podcast journey, the main purpose of this podcast was to have fun with it. And we started off having fun with it. And we started to build a network. We started to connect with certain people in certain podcast groups. And we became friends with a lot of people and a lot of great people out there in the podcast communities. However, we did come across one podcast and one individual who decided that drama had to be part of their life. And they had to cause drama in everyone else's life as well and they they just really took it too far. I'm going to actually redirect you to a, another podcast called Toxic and Brash, and you're going to be able to go and listen to an episode called Fraudcasters, and you'll find out the entire complete story on what is going on in this community. Now, when we built a community, we started a, a group on Facebook, and we had invited these individuals in to be part of a convention that we had created, and they were a little upset that we wouldn't give them admin status because they think that they're the center of attention and uh, they just want to have control over everything. They're control freaks and they just want to have everything to themselves and want to be able to actually run everything. So we, we decided against it and we said no. Uh, we didn't trust them, so let's not let, let them be an admin. They were part of a panel on the actual convention. They were part of the convention itself, yet that still wasn't enough, and they still wanted more airtime. They still wanted more to do with themselves. But, you know, I, I reached back out to them, and I said, what else do you want? Like, we gave you more than most podcasts get. And they just didn't didn't understand that that was 
what they were going to have. We move on to the Sunday showcase, which everybody knows by now that is a random draw of all the podcasts that are in our group. They have a chance to come on on a Sunday showcase and talk about their favorite episode and get some airtime with a host and plug their own show. Now, this certain podcast didn't get pulled right away, and they were upset about that and said, clearly, you don't want us part of the Sunday showcase. And we ended up saying, you know what, your name hasn't been drawn yet. Like, I don't we don't understand why you're getting upset about this. So they ended up leaving the group and we thought that was that. We thought we were done with this and we were done with the drama. And let me tell you, we're all too old for this drama. We don't need it. We're not in high school. These people are really immature. And if you haven't figured out who I'm talking about yet, uh, I'm not going to name any names. But by the end of this episode, you're going to understand exactly who we're talking about. And then if you go over to Toxic and Brash and listen to their episode, which I highly recommend, you're going to find out exactly who these people are and you will know who you guys are dealing with. So I'm not going to get into any of the specifics of any of their backgrounds but you know they went on to do a couple of things online and then they kind of backpedal and tell you that it wasn't them they didn't do it they're not talking behind your back which they are doing constantly they're doing things to just get themselves ahead and we found out about a certain uh, number of messages that had been sent or that have been posted and they just kind of denied it and we have screenshots of it all so they couldn't really deny anything Now, they wanted to get third parties involved and they wanted to talk about uh, stuff behind our backs and say that they're the ones being attacked. They always, always play the victim. And no matter what happens, they are never wrong. They didn't do anything. They start the drama and then play the victim and cry to everybody that they are the ones that are being attacked. They have gone on full offensive on multiple people in this community and then try to spin it to make it look like that it is the other people that are actually attacking them. They cry to other people. They try to get people onto their sides. Now, where this kind of crossed the line is one of my friends, and he's a good friend to me, uh, one of my friends was actually attacked online where a threat was actually made to him and his family by these individuals. And that's where... I drew the line and I said, you know what, enough's enough. I am not going to put up with this anymore. We tried to stay professional. We tried to tell them to leave us alone. They just wouldn't stop. They tried to go around on social media. They private messaged other members of the community and talked shit about us behind our back. They actually went to my co-host on Instagram and tried to make it look like he was the one following them, which is funny because we actually only set up that account to kind of trap them because we wanted to see what they would do with it. We wanted to see after we had blocked them if they would try to come after that account, and they did, and they made it look like we were trying to follow them. That account did nothing. We didn't do anything with the account. The account's even closed down now after we took a screenshot of what they actually said. So they were trying to put this spin on it and try to play a game of psychology, which you're not very good at. So I would just stop at that right now because you're not going to actually get us with your games. But I do want to tell people out there that this this is an ongoing thing. And I know a lot of people out there are probably wondering about the posts that we had made and the comments that we had made in the group. 
And a lot of people were probably saying, like, what is going on here? But we're trying to explain to you that certain individuals that you think are your friends and certain individuals that you think are backing you are totally doing the opposite. They're actually doing things just to benefit themselves and they don't care about you. They may try to promote you. They may tell you, yes, everything is going uh, according to plan and we are going to make your numbers go up. You guys see that right now. But once you listen to Toxic and Brash's show, you're going to find out who you're actually dealing with and I don't think any of you want your names tied to that podcast or to those individuals. I know you're going to know who we're talking about right now so again I'm not going to name any names but we actually you know after the attack went on to one of my friends online they actually threatened the family and 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 told them that they actually know where they live and and that's something you actually don't do and It got me really, really angry and it got me fired up where I just wanted to unleash hell. And I thought better of it. And, you know, my friend thought better of it and said, you know, you just you got to hold back because it's not professional. And, you know, it was the heat of the moment where I was going to really, really out these people. But I decided against it and I'm not going to out them right now, but I am going to. Again, I'm going to send you over to Toxic and Brash and you're going to find out all the information. It's 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 a really, really good episode and it'll actually give you information on these people and who you're actually dealing with. And I'm going to repeat that over and over and over again while I'm talking here. My friend actually had to get uh, lawyers involved and the lawyers actually found out that they do have criminal records. And, you know, he was worried that they were going to do something to the family. So he was actually advised to get security cameras this is how far this has gone and we're talking about a podcast group we're talking about a community here where we're supposed to be doing things together we're supposed to be learning from each other we're supposed to be making connections and networking we're supposed to be building a great community and this is the petty little shit that people are starting to cause in these groups and then they turn around and say that it's us that's harassing them they try to do everything and and they will tell you they'll go on online and they'll say well they said this they did this they did this but they have no proof of it we have screenshots of every single conversation that we've ever had with them so we're calling out your bullshit you have nothing on us you have nothing to say we could post all of this stuff we're not going to do that just yet but we have screenshots that will actually prove the stuff that you're saying is not true and we just wanted people to realize exactly what is going on and this is why we had to do this and this is not an episode or a part of an episode that we wanted to do whatsoever we're done with the drama we don't want it we've asked you to leave us alone on multiple occasions we went you went through a third party and tried to get people to unblock you after we had blocked you you tried to get these people to unblock you so that you could see what they were saying because you're so narcissistic about it we said no leave us alone and that third party told you to leave them alone and you still didn't you still came at us now you went after toxic and brash and that was a big mistake on your end because toxic and brash are not going to mess around with you guys They don't have time for you guys. You guys thought you were something big and you weren't. You lied about your numbers to them. You lied about your show when you were trying to promote yourself. You tell lies to everybody that are are in these groups and you try to make yourselves a bigger show than you actually are. Now, Toxic and Brash are gonna explain 
everything to you and it, it, it's going to all make sense to you at, at the end of that episode because what these people are saying and why they went on the attack of toxic and brash i have no idea and and they did this privately they went and private messaged people behind toxic and brash's back and started talking shit about them they've been talking shit about all of us for a long time and they've actually sunk so low that they've gone into our own personal friends lists and invited them into the actual convention group of their own to try to get these people to turn on us and you know they can't even tell us that they never did that they're going to try and backpedal they're going to try and say that we never did any such thing i have proof that they actually went into our friends list and invited people that they don't even know they have no connection to these people messaged me and asked me why is this person inviting me into this group so they were doing underhanded tactics behind the scenes and when you're playing a game of psychology you have to understand understand that you don't leave things on the internet for people to see because people will call you out on your bullshit and people will know what you're lying about so at the end of the day your game you're not as smart as you think you are but that's neither here nor there right now the main thing is is that they went and they threatened physical violence they got another third party involved in this again and went after toxic and brash and they, f they threatened physical violence to actually go to this person's house and threaten physical violence again. This is a second time. And Toxic and Brash are not going to take that. So I want you to go and listen to the Fraudcasters episode that Toxic and Brash did. And then I want you to tune in again on Tuesday, October the 20th. They're going to be doing a live show and they're going to be talking more about this because this has just got to end. We have, again, we have asked them to stop on numerous occasions they are going to spin this and i want everybody to understand this they are going to spin this so bad that it's going to make them look like the victim and these individuals play victim all the time always 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 about them they think they're the center of attention they play the victim very well and people feel sorry for them and this is not the case they are actually the ones that are causing all the trouble in this community they are causing trouble behind the scenes they're actually also causing trouble in their own podcast convention group because we have individuals from that group coming to us saying that they are causing individual problems in their own group. So they can't even handle their own convention group. And it, it's just really sad because, again, at the beginning of this journey of podcasting, we did this just to have some fun with it. We knew we were never going to hit Joe Rogan numbers. I mean, if we did, we did. It would be fantastic. Our show's not that kind of show we just wanted to go on have some fun with it meet some new people kind of collaborate with other people and see where it went from there and the past few months have been great uh, without all of this drama and without doing all this behind the scenes nonsense and it was it was fantastic but you know some people just have to have drama in their lives and we have to take a look at it like this a lot of good has come out of this podcasting world, but you never get the good without having the bad. And right now, there are some bad people out there, and we just want you to realize who you're dealing with and what they are actually doing. I'm hoping that this actually clears up some of
some of the confusion as to what is happening in the groups and who is causing it. Again, I'm going to tell you to go over to Toxic and Brash. You can find them on Spreaker. You can actually find them in the description of this episode. And they're going to be actually talking about this whole fraudcaster podcast and what they are saying and what they are doing with people. They're taking screenshots and sending uh, stuff to people saying that they didn't do anything and they're trying to be the nice ones and they're trying to keep the peace. It's totally the opposite. So go check out Toxic and Brash on Spreaker. I'll leave the link in my description in the show notes and tune in to their show on Tuesday, October the 20th. They will be doing a live show and they will be going off on these individuals again as there was more threats made of physical harm and physical violence and we are not going to put up with that stuff anymore and I hope that everybody gets to see exactly what has happened and exactly who these people are and I, I, I really, really hope that you don't tie yourselves in too much with them because they're going to ruin your brand and they're going to ruin what you guys have worked so hard for to get to where you are today. And we hope nothing but the best for all of you. We hope that your podcast succeeds. But trust me when I tell you this, you do not need them to get your numbers up. You do not need them to make sure that your podcast is, is a success. They need to be out of your lives. You're all adults here. You can make your own decision, but you need to get rid of them. They are very toxic people and they try to manipulate everything. And I guarantee you they are going to try to manipulate this situation as well after they listen to this episode, because I know they will. And they're going to go to another third party and I'm going to call it right now. They're going to go to another third party and they're going to bitch and moan about it. And they're going to say, why are these people calling us out? We're trying to be nice. We're trying to be diplomatic. They are not. You guys don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know the evil messages that they are sending or the threats that they are sending. You don't know the half of it. And we're just trying to open up everyone's eyes as to what they're actually doing and the community that they're trying to build that they are lying about. And, you know, we, we kind of tie this in with bullying. And this is exactly what they're doing. They are actually bullying people online and they're trying to play a game and we're not interested so we're gonna leave it at that we're gonna send you over to toxic and brash leave us the hell alone we're done with your drama go on your merry way do what you want to do go manipulate people if you want if that makes you feel better at the end of the day then you go right ahead and you go do that but just learn one thing you're never going to be able to manipulate us i told you from the beginning i'm a lot smarter than you think i am and i was on to you since day one i've been wanting to do this for quite a while because i already knew about all of your bullshit but you know what i was professional about it and you went and did some certain things that i didn't agree with and we still kept our mouths shut and we still told you to leave us alone. We still didn't out anything. But you know what? This is the road you chose. This is the path you chose. And now you're going to have to walk it. So I, I want you to go again. Once again, go check out Toxic and Brash. This is going to end this part of the episode. Go check out Toxic and Brash on Spreaker. You can check it out in the link. You can look up Toxic and Brash on Spreaker. Check out the episode Fraudcasters. Phenomenal episode, comedic episode, but it actually tells the truth of actually what's going on right now. And I hope that clears up everything for everybody. As always, stay safe, be kind to each other, and we will see you later. Here we go now! <laughs> Jerky.